All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. Welcome back to season five. I am your lovely host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi on stage. You are probably going to see me on stage at some point. Um, if you live in the lower mainland, uh, if you live in Vancouver, you should dance around the clubs around here. Uh, feel free to pop in, finance for me. Maybe you want to chat about my podcast, which I've had people come by before, which is kind of fun. So keep doing on what you're doing and tip me <laughs> if you um, are intending to come by and visit in person. Um, I am also um, a digital content creator. I was also a former sugar baby many, many moons ago which I've shared my story on past episodes, uh, bonus episodes, which you can check out. I want to do a big shout out to Skyhawk After Dark TV, which is an adult industry network for other adult industry podcasts uh, such as mine. We also have some other great shows that are on there. Be sure to give them a peep. It's after skyhawkafterdarktv.com if you want to check that out. Also, big shout out to some Patreon subscribers. Hello to Snoo Snoo all the way from Germany. We've got Jay Sunstern uh, here in British Columbia. We also have Justin Erickson in the States and Arup Sarkar in Canada as well. Thank you for being on the top tier of the show. Um, top tier participants get a nice little shout out on every episode. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. There are also many other Patreon subscribers on the other tiers, which you can check out um, for as little as $4 a month, which is the price of a coffee at some places, but maybe that can't even afford you that anymore. But anyways, um, if you do want to check it out and support the show, I am using the funds to create my website, which is in the works for real this time. I finally just outsourced it and hired someone. So your money is going towards there because I just don't have the time or energy to do that. It is patreon.com slash stripped by Sia. Go check it out. See if you're interested. Lots of cool bonus episodes, video exclusive content, such as one today, and lots of fun, exciting things that you get before everyone else does publicly. So be sure to check it out. But enough of me talking. I hate going over two minutes for all that stuff because it's a lot to talk about. And my guests are just here patiently waiting. Um, I am continuing to bring on some fantastic guests for this season. Um, if you are new here, the show is all about destigmatizing sex work. So I bring on different sex workers, also people within the industry, uh, whether in, they're in the background, they're part of production, they're producer or whatever, just to give a very transparent approach to what sex work is and what um, our lives actually really entail. Because a lot of the times uh, we are often, um, you know, misclassified or people make um, – stereotypes or assumptions about the jobs that we choose to do. Um, emphasis on choose so because a lot of us are consenting to do this. And again, not wanting to be confused with trafficked or exploited persons, which oftentimes gets happened. So I just want to be able to provide a really um, – really uh, raw view on on the work, including the folks that are coming on today. Really excited to bring another couple on the show today to speak about sex work. So this week, to kick it off, I am bringing Chloe and Rico onto the show. They are both uh, full-service sex workers based in Canada, and I am really looking forward to bring them onto the show to talk about work, um, to 
because they are in the same line of work too. So it, I, I'm really curious to have this conversation about, you know, their relationship, how they approach work. Um, do they bring it home with them? How do you separate work and personal? How do they not get blurred together? So and I, I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about those who are in relationships, how you get in into relationships with sex workers, how to approach this kind of conversation. So we are going to be talking about all that kind of stuff today. And I feel like I've been talking for literally five minutes straight, which I have been. So enough of me talking. Welcome, Chloe and Rico, onto the show. We're very excited to have you. <laughs> Really looking forward to having you, and this has been like a long time coming. I know I took a bit of a break over the summer, so thanks for your patience. I told you I'd get back to you. We're finally here today to talk about yourselves, your work, your personal life, um, a little bit about both of you. Um, I know I kind of did my own intro on both of you, but if you wanted to you know, provide the audience with your own definition of the work that it is that you do. I'd love to hear from both of you. Yeah, sure. So for me, um, yeah, I kind of classify. Oh my goodness, can't talk already. <laughs> classify myself as. <laughs> I'm just too excited. Um, I classify myself as yeah, so a full service sex worker or um, a high end companion escort. Um, I also make. Uh, digital content. Um, so I'm on OnlyFans. I'm on Twitter. I just I'm even looking to expand my horizons right now with a few different other ideas that are in the works. Um, but yeah, that's kind of who I am. That encompasses me. So and then we, as a couple, we also have a duo uh, product or a duo. Um, I don't know how you experience. would explain it. Yeah, like experience. A, like a couple. Yeah. Like a couple yeah. It's more than just the, the way I describe it is that it's more than just a duo. It's uh, it's getting to experience uh, explosive couples dynamic, right? So mm -hmm. it's different if you put, you know, two sex workers together and, you know, they may jive together, but it's, I don't know. There, so there's a different chemistry. There's a more intensity there's more intimacy and we get to and we're so good at sharing that with uh with with when, when we have someone added to our chemistry mm -hmm. and we're, we're good at making other people feel comfortable we other people naturally just feel comfortable with us having our chemistry so that's what the feedback we often get it's just that oh you know you know i was nervous about you because you're so pretty i was nervous about you because you're so masculine and but then once they get to see how we interact with each other and how we interact with them then uh then it, it usually just kind of mellows out and so that's that's part of the, the dual product that we uh that we offer together yeah and um what else what about you, Rico, though? Like, I, I mean, we are definitely going to be getting into the duo experience later. I have so many questions already. But uh, Rico, what about yourself? Like a little bit of an intro for yourself. So so me, I've, um, uh, I don't know, I've always been a, a sexually open-minded mm -hmm. individual with, with uh, open-minded definitions on sex and on relationships and... Um, her and I, as a couple, we had started uh, being open 
on some mm-hmm. levels. For you though, in this in this industry, yeah. what do you offer? What, that's what I'm getting to. <laughs> He's just really excited. <laughs> so, so that's who I am. I'm an open-minded kind of individual. The type of type of person who I am. The type of relationship that I've already proposed before getting into the sex industry, and and that kind of that kind of comfort as an individual, as in a couple as well enabled me to feel comfortable into diving into becoming a sex worker right and first it first uh she started out and then uh and then eventually i i caught on and i'm like you know what you can do it and you're comfortable with it i'm pretty sure i can do it i'm comfortable with it and that's kind of how we went off again Wow. Okay. Really cool. So, so Chloe, you were the one that kind of introduced Rico into sex work. Like, if you want to kind of briefly go into like your your history, I'd love to hear like how what like what your origins, what your roots are too, in terms of like how you were introduced into this world. Okay. So, I grew up in a relatively religious, Christian, close-minded household. And then um, at the same time, I was also a ballroom and Latin dancer. So I was in the world of like spray tans and lots of makeup and sexy dresses from a pretty young age. Um, and it's something that we've kind of talked about and explored on. I wonder how that's affected me or impacted me um, or allowed me to be in this place where I am now. Um, yeah, it just had its impact from a, from a pretty young age, whether it's subconscious or um yeah so then after I was done dancing I moved back to Canada because I was living in the states while dancing and then I finished my schooling and I was set to go to school to be a doctor and I was really into like education and I had this kind of industry was not on my radar at all especially coming from a very religious background and so um, I was always someone who was like in touch with my feminine side that also came from my dancing. Um, but then when I met Rico, uh, he had, we kind of had dabbled or talked about, Hey, what if we expanded or what if we kind of got into maybe swinging or like, you know, he was, open. Ah, okay. yeah, he was kind of open about this, these ideas. Um, and just in life as well, he expanded my horizons on a lot of different topics. And so on this topic, I was kind of like, I don't know, I'm indifferent. I don't really know. I literally hadn't ever even watched porn until I was like 18. I had never even. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then when I got with him, it was like, oh, well, you know, we do you want to watch it? Oh, OK, we can watch it. And it kind of expanded from there. And then um, I had made a joke one summer Um like, wouldn't it be really funny if I had found a massage parlor to work at? Oh, but I think that you have a massage therapist and like, oh, like that probably wouldn't happen. I just, it just wasn't really, it just, I just didn't think that it would line up. Because she was in between, yeah. not even in between jobs. She's yeah. always been the type of person where she'll get like a part-time job and she'll find something else. And she's always, you know, yeah. juggling different things and seeing how she can grow. Gotcha. Yeah. Having yeah. space to see, to find stuff to grow with. And then, that's when she made that comment of like, you know, it wouldn't it be funny to, like, to, to find knows, a massage right? partner? And, and I thought, oh, and even God, as a receptionist We didn't, we didn't even take, take it seriously. <laughs> it was just like a, it just came out of the blue. Yeah. 
And then she found this one ad that, that kind well, of... Well, I had found... So what had actually happened, I guess, before that point was we had gotten on Tinder um, to find to have threesomes. So this was kind of like, okay, let's just get on Tinder, see what we can find. And then we had someone send us a message and ask us the question of how much. I was like, what? Like, what do you mean, how much? What are you oh. talking about? And then he's like, how much would it be if I wanted to watch you guys? And then we're thinking... Oh yeah, well I guess I guess we could charge for this. So then about two weeks later we had someone like in our bedroom watching us, right? And we got paid for that. And we're like, whoa, this is really cool. <laughs> we should probably do this for Amazing. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, and then that, that was just a it was like, more of just it like just a, happened and oh, we didn't like okay. kind of pull to see yeah. what we can get out of it. Yeah. It just happened. It was just an experience. And yeah. then uh very organic. Yeah, it was super organic. Yeah. So then um, again, maybe two, three weeks later, you know, made that comment. Oh, wouldn't it be funny? And then I'm all, I was always on Kijiji looking for different, looking for different ads of just jobs. I'm a very like entrepreneurial spirit. So I really love finding different people to work with and just unique things. And I came upon this one ad that was saying, I was like seeking beautiful women for a receptionist, uh, role, uh, for a oh, okay. adult entertainment, um, business that was just going to be opening in Edmonton. I was like, well, I mean, I think I'm beautiful and I think I could, you know, I, I thought it was maybe a strip club or something like that. So I thought, hey, why not? I, you know, serving, I like that or receptionist or whatever. Let's see what I can get into. And then I went um, to the studio and I met the, uh, or the massage parlor and I met the owner there and I walked in the door. She's like, oh my gosh, you are beautiful. She's like, so I know that I know that I was literally I'm trying to find a receptionist, but I mean, hey, have you ever thought about working? And I was like, oh, like working. I kind of I kind of didn't really know any of the ins and outs, and so she kind of <laughs> and I thought, oh, this could actually be really interesting. And oh, this is exactly what I talked about two or three weeks ago. Like I'm pretty sure I just manifested <laughs> this into my life. <laughs> so yeah, so that's then, amazing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, from there, um, it just kind of picked up. So then I worked at, uh, and I still work at that same studio. Um, uh, so yeah, that's been two years now. My two year anniversary happened at the beginning of August. So congrats. Yeah, yeah <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. So that's oh, kind of my. Yeah, that's kind of my intro to it. And then, yeah, then I was I was doing it for maybe a few months before. And then he thought, hey, why not? Because he was having he was having experiences for fun. And then he thought, hey, mm -hmm. why don't I try to get in this industry? Why don't I try to make ads? And he did. And then we thought, hey, why don't we do this together? Because, you know, we've had one person, one person pay for it. So I'm pretty sure other people would like to have this experience. And then it kind of has just blossomed from there. Oh my gosh. I love this story so much. Yeah. What a fascinating story, first of all. Like what a natural way to get into the industry. And of course, it really helped because both of you are super open-minded. It seems like and it sounds like. So it just seemed like, hey, someone offered this. Let's give this a try and see how it goes. And yeah. you obviously had a lot of fun with it. And now look where you are, where you're at now. What a fun story. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. So many questions here already. Um, with with Tinder, um, using that, you know, for threesomes, I know a lot of people use that um, and other various apps as well. Um, did you find a, a lot of people were looking for couples to have threesomes with? Like, did you have a very high success rate that way? Or like, how was that whole experience? We didn't... Uh... 
we weren't even initially looking for threesomes. It was more like uh, she decided, you know what, I just want to have fun with it. It was like it started out with I went for a weekend to Calgary. She's like, oh, I'm bored. I'm just going to get on Tinder. And we had already talked about, you know, it's it's fine if, if you feel like having experiences. I I was never in a position where I was imposing anything. I'm like, look, I'm I'm open-minded. And, and if ever you become open-minded and you feel like having experiences, go for it. And that, so she started out kind of finding people on her own. But at the same time, she had me in mind and she had, or she had in mind the fact, the importance of mentioning to anyone that she was flirting with, hey, you know what, by the way, I'm in a couple, I'm, I'm, we're good and this and that. So this is just extra for me or potentially for, for a threesome. And so it, it was important to, to point that out from the beginning. And that's something I guess that we had talked about as well uh, in terms of like, these are the kind of ground rules. Like if, if we talk to other people, we should let them know that we're in a couple so that they, they don't have any expectations outside of that. And, and even more, we, we like the idea of like meeting other couples because then there is less risk of having people become attached to us individually. Like if, if, if we were yeah. to be, uh, alone, uh, single, so and then right. we did get uh, we we did make a friend uh, that we that became our friend that, that we also had uh, a threesome with, and that guy ended up having his moment where he started out with like oh yeah I'm super open minded I want to meet couples this and that but then it became he started becoming jealous and and started having started falling off of the, of of his role, and then we had to call right. him out and say look. We're gonna have to cut you out because, like, you you can't handle it. And um, yeah, so that's kind of so, how yeah. we went about with Tinder. So yeah, it, like we we found that a lot of people were looking for the couple. Well, they were looking for it, but they just and this is in general in in my experience with um, just people searching for different things. Um, in this, we mm-hmm. are just in in the in the pursuit, I guess, of experiences. Um, a lot of them say they want something, but are not sure what they want. So it, there's a lot of confusion within this pursuit. Uh, so yes, there's lots of people looking, but do they want it? to follow through on a serious note? That's a whole other story. No, can they handle it? Yeah. Like- yeah. Can they handle it? That's a really good statement. A really good question. Cause a lot of people can't. And like, oftentimes there's almost like an imbalance between it someone do you ever find like someone is always going to develop feelings most of the time or there are really truly open people like yourselves that don't get jealous that don't get attached etc i think that i think like for us i don't think that whenever we've had experiences it hasn't been it usually doesn't come from one of us it usually comes from the outer person um so I think that I don't know it's a loaded question because I think that there are open (laughs) open people who are very very able to do this um and to not get attached but I would say that 90% chance they probably have something else that they're super happy in and they're not looking for something either so it's it's yeah it's a loaded question to be to be honest uh (laughs) To be honest, it really goes down to, and in general for all of us, sometimes we think we know what we want mm-hmm. and our our subliminal mind has 
has its own feelings. And it's like, you may say you want to experience this, but you're probably wanting to experience that because of maybe some trauma, maybe some insecurities, maybe some X, Y, Z. And then once you dive into it, then in practice, you will be able to see, you know, it, it will come up to the surface. So sometimes people are like, yeah, it's going to be easy going. But then if they have personal needs that aren't being met, that sometimes they're disregarding, then eventually some, some experiences will it, it, it make it inevitable. It will bring it up. So sometimes even yeah. us ourselves in the pursuit, I think anybody that in the pursuit of experimentation, you will run into, oh, I thought this is what I wanted. I thought this is what I would feel. I thought this is how it would go. And, and it's just, and also getting to know people takes time. It takes time. Like yeah. the, the person who you get to know initially for the first month, oh, it's very playful. It's very this and going, easy going, this and that. And then the person who you get to know on the third month compared to the person you get to know on the sixth month. And then, um, yeah, you, you, you slowly, that, that process is important. And that's why it's, it's good to take your time and not to rush into things. And <laughs> just to say that we, that was maybe three years ago that we were kind of like experimenting with that and we don't have anybody mm -hmm. that we met three years ago still in I mean I would say maybe in our lives on a very like very light level but definitely not um on a on a serious or close note so. right I mean did did either of you go through that kind of process too in terms of like experimentation and just really finding out what you liked as well yeah. Yeah, I mean, Definitely. we, so we, yeah, yeah, we actually had a whole year that we weren't even together because so we, we joke or say that we've been together for, yeah, over four years now, but one of those years we weren't even together together. So we were really close mm -hmm. friends still, but um, I had, I was in another relationship um, pretty much based mm -hmm. on experimentation, I guess. And through that, there was a lot of like ups and downs of basically him specifically it came from him but him cutting me out of his life and it was kind of like if we never see each other again you know I'm really glad and happy that we got to experience everything that we got to experience and live together but we like I can't have you in my life so which lasted for like mm -hmm. approximately three weeks because you know look at me but away to Vancouver and yeah. the next thing you know she's like okay you're going but you're coming back yeah pretty much yeah. and it's like so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah so we've definitely both gone through our own level of experimentation and trial and error and like our own selves being hurt and hurting each other and yeah just lots of ups and downs even more us being very open-minded us seeming as if we uh feel that we know what we want, the, the level of experimentation is the same. It's, um, I've even, even with the whole concept of, of, uh, being an open couple, um, mm -hmm. you go into it with certain definitions and then you start to have experimentations and you're like, no, actually I'm going to tweak it here. I'm going to tweak it there. Actually what I thought I would enjoy, what I thought I'd be comfortable with. I'm really not That's, with this yeah. and that, et cetera. So it, um, it takes experimentation. It takes courage and it takes honesty, not yeah. just with each other, but, but with, with yourself. Yeah. Like you have to accept things with yourself to be able to communicate them. And then we, we have this, we have this thing where, um, sometimes some things are difficult to share. 
mm -hmm. with our own personal experiences. So sometimes we won't really talk about it or we'll, we'll tell each other, you know what, I'll, we'll talk about it soon enough. Like, let me just process it. Let me just see how I feel about it. And then, um, and then we'll have a moment where like, okay, we're, put, we're putting the, the truth on the table and we'll just put it all out and just say, you know, this is what I felt. Way. This is what I did. This is what I learned right. from it. This is, I, I want to share this with you. I want, we always have those moments where we keep transparency between each other. And I think that really, really helps, uh, Things. Yeah. I mean, any kind of communication and the more transparent you are, I think it is such a good habit for any relationship, but if, especially for open type relationships too. But I feel what's interesting about your relationship, what adds like another layer to this is like the work aspect too, because obviously the work that you both do is very, very intimate and very vulnerable as well. So how do you, how do you, balance that all and are you transparent about work like at home too like do you do you take work home with you do you talk about it or how do you tackle all this big question <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i would say that yeah we're we're completely open about work um it's not necessarily down to like you know specific experiences and names and all this stuff um just because it's kind of a, a client's you know it's a between you and your clients right but yeah. um, whether it's a specific experience or that was maybe really good, or maybe it's like, oh, hey, I like this, or maybe we should try this, or hey, look, I, I learned today this, I don't like this. Um, or um, yeah, I would say that we, we are pretty good with leaving work at the door when we come home and not letting it affect us. Uh, it's definitely something that we chat about and talk about our our uh, own personal, I guess, journeys through the day. Uh, for me, I work on, not specifically on a schedule, but I'm at the studio. So I have a physical place to go and be on schedule all day. Oh, not all day. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All day, but not every day. Um, right. And for him, he doesn't uh, have that schedule that he is on um, this kind of day. It's, it is... When he gets a call, he goes. It's different industries. Right. Two it's very different, different clientele. Yeah. It's it may seem yeah. like the same, but the you know like he could whole, never go sit at a studio all day and be busy all day. It's a, just not how his industry works. Versus where with yeah. me, I I basically audience. put up put up my <laughs> schedule and I get booked. So yeah, yeah different audience. Um, so on that level, it kind of sometimes makes it difficult because, well, for me specifically, you know, if in the middle of the night, he's like, I gotta go. It's, it's like, a, Oh, I don't want you to have to go. But then it's also in supporting each other in that, uh, which has been something that like I've been having to work on lately because it, it pulls at me. Right. Especially like if I've been on mm -hmm. a trip or if I've been away or if I've you know been at work all day, it's like, Oh, I don't want you to have to go. But that's also our, that's his industry. Right. So yeah, right. for the most part, I would say that we're good at leaving it at the door, not letting things pour over into our personal lives. Um, but mm -hmm. we are very, very open about work, uh, in, like within our personal life. So, right, and that's interesting too, because yeah, as you mentioned, like it, it's under the full service umbrella, but they are different in how it is both operated. Because Chloe, you you have a physical place to go, um, and you can kind of think about like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm going to work. 
I'm leaving work and I'm cutting it off from there. Where as opposed to Rico, like you're more of a freelancer and you have your own independent ads, I would imagine, and you do alcohols. So it's like, well, when you get booked, you got to go, you got to go. So it's it's kind of like, do you find that to be really difficult managing a life like that? Or do you find it's, it's more flexible that way, Rico? Um, it's, it's, it both, both sides have their pros and cons, definitely. And, um, the good thing is, for example, I'm, I'm a night owl type of personality. She, on the other hand, is more of a, she, she likes to be in bed by 11 o'clock at the most. And even if she tries to, to, to stay awake past that time, she will crush. And she needs her beauty hey. sleep. And me, on the other hand, I'm, I'm complete opposite. I can be up till five in the morning, no problem. And um, so for me, at least in that regards, it's, it, it, uh, it isn't difficult on me, uh, personality-wise and, and schedule-wise at night, because usually nighttime is, is when I, you know, I get calls and mm-hmm. want to get rowdy. And, um, and, um, so that's, and, and that's the thing the demand for men. And so my, something I didn't talk about is, is how my service, what, what I offer as a service is my, because people ask me, Oh, are you, do you have women? Do you have men? Uh, What do you like to cater to? And I'm like, my, my business is mostly, uh, is is generalized for everyone my ad is generalized for men and women but uh mm-hmm. and couples but what i mostly get is men and and i'm bisexual mm-hmm. so i i don't have uh i don't necessarily have a preference in regards to i i don't have uh limitations so much as for gay men that want to be male escorts they don't see couples they don't see women and because i'm bisexual right. um I'm I'm able to 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 cater to a lot more than just the, the gay men that are uh, sex uh, male sex workers, right? Yeah, uh, like it's a wider net. Yeah. So um, so because of that, I get calls from couples. I get calls from men, mostly men. Every now and then, every now and then, uh, couples, and rarely mm-hmm. ever women. And interesting. And I think that it's specifically the. There, there, it you have to like fit a stereotype as a male escort to be able to cater to the female clientele and usually it's like you gotta be super buff you gotta be super like extra extra masculine extra you know well endowed and and right. that's what women will go for or for like stag parties you don't hire a guy that's right. just semi-fit you hire a guy that's super fit for a stag party right um, <laughs> right, right. And There's so a certain look. Yeah, exactly. So, um, even I remember uh, the girls one time had a, a Christmas party and they were doing a photo shoot. I think it was that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they hired a guy, a male. I don't know if he was an escort. No, they found him on the street. They, I don't know. <laughs> they, they, they hired a guy to be their table <laughs> for their food. Table, yes. Like for him to like wear a thong and be their table oh and like lay the sushi on him. And he was like a fit guy. <laughs> he was an extra fit guy. Yes. So yeah, we're uh, taking so, applications so for that's, our uh, tabletops. 
perfect uh, example and explanation of how that kind of guy, stereotype of guy, is the one that usually fits the need of, of women when they have it. And mm -hmm. um, so anyhow, what was I talking about? Uh, uh, that I cater to them and... Yeah. So you cater to like a like you cast a wider net. Um, you because you are <clears throat> you are bisexual, so you see all different types of people, clients. So it's like not as a uh, not as limiting as you know, yeah, men servicing women. So that's really interesting because like I actually haven't had any bisexual people on the show or pansexual pe people on the show either. And I kind of, this is a tangent too, but. Um, cause I did an episode on bisexuality and how there's like bi erasure and stuff too, with, um, pansexuality kind of covering most of that ground. Do you believe as a bisexual person that, um, that identity is, is going to be erased? Identity is, is really erased. How so? Yeah. Cause some people believe that bisexuality is not a thing. And because, like, more people are identifying as pansexual, like, this is a whole, like, argument and debate that's kind of, like, well, controversial that's happening nowadays, but... I, I would actually say that I actually... Uh, the in, in definition, I'm more... I'm, I'm defined as a pansexual person because mm -hmm. uh, I think the difference is that a bisexual person is strictly someone who will... Uh, be attracted to two stereotypes, either the mm -hmm. woman, woman, and the man, man. And that's it. Yeah. And like the gay man. Right. Right. At, at least in my right. case, as a bisexual man that I mm -hmm. can fit into, but I go beyond because I also enjoy seeing uh, cross-dressers, transsexual people. Um, and I think just that right there. It goes beyond uh, the range of just people who are guys who are gay or guys who are straight or guys who are bisexual only. And that would be just right. saying I'm bisexual. So I think there's, I think there's a definition for a reason. And, uh, and anyone that was, well, anyone's entitled to their own opinion, but totally. anyone that's in denial of the, uh, of the definitions is in denial with themselves, plain and simple. So, like, I don't, people want to live a culture of denial, then go live a culture of denial. <laughs> we'll be <in> a culture. <laughs> we'll be in a culture of there's definitions for a reason, and yeah, this is what it is. It's what it is. Um, sorry for the tangent. We'll we'll go back to both of you here for now. <laughs> I wanted to hear about like um, because you both offer different things, but you also offer a duo experience as well. And you kind of briefly talked about it earlier today too, because I'm used to duos being like, "Hey, like come book a session for me and my friend," or you know, um, a person I work really well with. But because you are actually like a couple in real life, like outside of work, uh, but also inside of work too. You have that extra degree and that um, dynamicism that comes with that. So, like, it's really cool to see that being offered because it's pretty rare. So do you want to kind of go into that experience and what what clients can can receive from that? And, of course, you don't, like, 
go into detail, but like talk about it in general. Yeah, yeah. We say that we offer, you know, a, a sexy experience with like a fiery couple, right? Because we're very passionate people um, who just, we, we can kind of fit into anyone's idea or fantasy of what, they, what they've had. So sometimes it's people want to experience having like more of a cuck experience where they watch us Real or cool. maybe if someone um, wants Rico to watch him and I. Um, or sometimes we have couples that want to experience their first uh, swinging experience. And so we just offer a very wide range of different things. Um, we, we, well, we haven't, we haven't specifically, um, I guess we haven't like specifically delved into, into any BDSM or any of like the, that kind of realm. Um, I myself yeah. kind of have my limitation on like, I'm not, I'm not super into degradation or pain or anything too, too in depth, just in my, in my like nature, I just can't quite find can't quite do that. So that's, um, okay. that's, kind, of, yeah, that's kind of where like our, where we do get yeah, a lot of requests for that. We do. That is actually a pretty common request. Oh. Um, yeah. Really? For, yeah. For, for a, for a, I guess, intense BDSM experience. Um, like, like a domination yeah. session. Yeah. From the both right. of us. Because, because it's a, it's an interesting experience to have it from both the male and female, whereas usually you would have it from one or the other. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I would just say that we're just like overall, we kind of call it like that girlfriend, boyfriend experience um, that people can experience with either of us in the same session. So, or sometimes, yeah, Yeah. they they just want like a power couple experience, right? So, they want to be part of it. They want to, they want to be part of what it looks like for two very confident people with each other feel like and be a part of that so mm-hmm. like uh like y- you can have that amongst friends like in regards to like a duo that would be two separate sex workers that are just friends you know the right. the, the confidence can be there but uh but i think when you have a couple that treats each other like like a couple then uh you you there's there's way more essence to it and we kind of yeah. that way and people that get to experience it they get to really uh feel the difference right and and it 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 almost feels like it's not even uh a paid experience anymore yeah. we make it feel like it's a right. yeah so that's uh i think that's the the ultimate like uh fantasy for clients is to mm-hmm. and and the ultimate fantasy of why they even get into paying for uh, sex workers is to be able to embody that experience of like being able to just mesh with someone without uh, doing all the work <clears throat> of uh, of the conquest yeah. and uh, and the dating and the waiting and the, all this stuff, right? So we we're, we're good at offering that. We're good at offering that. Like we're already comfortable with each other. And we're sharing mm-hmm. that vibe with you the way as if you had already done all the work to be comfortable with us. And another, love that. another part of it also is that like we've kind of expanded upon this um, because I before wasn't really 
um, I guess, advertising or mentioning that we had a duo um, product because I was a little bit worried about how my clients would take it. Um, but right. since, since expanding upon that, we've had a few people say, oh, I cannot wait to uh, to be, I cannot wait to meet so-and-so and, -so, and uh, I can't wait for, for him <laughs> to watch us. And, you know, it's like this, this big fantasy thing of I get to fuck the porn stars that I see on OnlyFans. Now I get to fuck them in person. This is going to be so fun, right? So it's pretty, pretty cool to, <laughs> to have that experience. And we've enjoyed that. It's, we've had so much fun, um, so many fun experiences that we just like, we think to ourselves, oh, wow, this is so cool. We, we're really thankful to be so open with each other. So many moments we look at each other and say, wow, like we would have never expected this to happen. And this is amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so unique. Like it, you guys are really lucky to to be in this like awesome relationship dynamic and work dynamic. Like I don't hear and I, I don't interview many couples that – I've like interviewed one other couple like back in season one, episode eight. Um, but yeah, like there there has there hasn't been a lot. So it's it's really special. There was one uh, experience where the client the client knew about me we, and he we, was like and he was like, Oh, uh, how how hot would it be for you to call your boyfriend? Uh, and and a video call and you and when he answers he's just seeing you suck a dick and it's like <laughs> so we, we did that and then she she so knows that time. i like watching her suck a dick and so so uh so yeah i answer the phone and i see that and i'm like oh and she so the way i, I <laughs> the way i see it see there's two different ways of seeing that a lot of men would be like why would you ever let your girlfriend Blah blah blah. Why would you know that would be offensive, right? And and that's the beauty of that experience is that there's that the second type of interpretation of this would usually be offensive, so let's do it. A lot of times, most people want to do what they can do, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, but then yeah. for me, it's like I enjoy it. I for me, it's she I knew that he she is flaunting it. herself yeah. to me. So, um. So it, it was quite the experience for that client to be able to get that experience of like, here, call your boyfriend right now and show him that you're sucking someone else's dick. And so, <laughs> you know, it's those kinds of uh, uh, moments and experiences, experiences yeah. that, role, that kind of role play that, that makes things mm -hmm. fun, right? That we're yeah, able you to, can really bring that into life. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's a huge thing, and that's really cool. And like the fact that, because like akin to what you were saying, Rico, like a lot of people would be automatically jealous, angry, um, all these negative emotions. But for both of you, because you're in this line of work, because you are so open, you're able to embrace it and have fun with it, and it's super playful and just like super hot too, which I'm sure <laughs> you, you might know, think I, as well. I, I think this is a perfect moment to point out the fact that. One of the main reasons that keeps up, because I, I would assume that anybody would say, well, the main issue would be jealousy, would be insecurity, would be trust. And how do you build those things while being so open? And usually um, usually people fear, uh, what if you know he or she encounters someone that, that changes things up or whatever? And, and the, the important part, the most important part in, in all of this that really keeps, that is a glue that keeps everything together 
is the fact that as a couple and as individuals, as friends, we, we have a lot of very strong values that we share. And, okay. um, and because of those values, we know that it doesn't matter what we encounter individually, we, we know how difficult it is to be able to find someone as your partner to be able to share those values and to grow upon those values like uh like just in in regards to society community uh parenting uh you know a, a lot of important things that you that every person looks forward to uh in life in general and when you can find someone to be able to partner with you on those very important topics that are lifelong uh journeys then uh like and, everything outside of that is just fun. Yeah, it's right? just like fun. It's, it's yeah. not, you're not, you're not on nothing... the pursuit of looking for like a life partner. Um, when when you have so many things that line up with with the other person. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's why that's where that is why we're still sitting here today together. Because um, there's been many things that you know most couples would go through and would have not come out the other side from. So and yeah. and we actually didn't come out the other side at yeah, one point. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, that. <laughs> but but that's that's an important process that we uh, sometimes each individual has to go through. And I respected what she was going through, what she needed in life, and and at the same time, I needed I I needed to move away. I needed to like just cut a lot of different things out. And, and both of us going through our individual processes of doing what we individually need to do in our own lives to be able to grow is why we're still together. Yeah. And, because otherwise, if we hadn't grown out of our old shells yeah. and if we hadn't allowed each other to have the experiences we needed to have, then we would still be stuck. And that's I think that's, that's what a lot of couples... Uh, they do. Yeah. The, that that's why a lot of couples don't hold it's because they stay stuck yeah. and grow and they they don't want to let go of certain things they don't want to become open-minded to other things they don't want to accept themselves even mm-hmm. less if you can't accept yourself you can't accept the other person so totally if you can't accept yourself you can't offer the support that that person needs for that person to be able to accept themselves because right just you know so, yeah, and you need that yeah. to grow. Um, and I feel like a lot of people just get stuck within themselves. And sometimes, like, the other partner is not allowing for them to grow or isn't as open-minded or, you know, or are fearing change, which is a real thing. Like, you know, when you start to grow or maybe outgrow your partner and that partner's not there for that, like – then you see that little bit of a shift, but it's, it's really important that you both individually do your own thing. And I also just think it's really important for you to also be independent and have your own lives and stuff too, and do your own thing. Um, and because you're able to like, you know, break that off, do your thing and then reconvene, I feel like makes you an even stronger partnership, which is why you're sitting here today. So that's so important because like a lot of people like be, a lot of people can be really jealous um, and we've had this conversation briefly in other episodes too, especially like when um, one person is in sex work and the other person is out and there's like a lot of 
understanding and educating that needs to be done, lots of communication that needs to be done. Like it's really cool that um, I guess both of you never really have had to have that conversation because you were already kind of forthright about it. Um, but have you had any like difficult conversations that you've had to have before? Or maybe I guess when you had that kind of rough patch or maybe that time where you had to separate? Yeah, we've definitely, we've definitely had some difficult conversations. I would say that they've yeah, been more so around the, like in my personal life, not so much within like within the work, within my work. Uh, because when I go into my into my role of um, of being that companion to someone, um, I am in a very um, I, I don't want to say a shell, but I am I am giving parts of myself, but not all of myself. So I have my boundaries of you know the things that I talk about or the experiences that I talk uh, or that I share with them. Um, and so, yeah, I would say that the difficult conversations usually come from personal experiences versus um, industry or, or work experiences. Yeah, and I would say pretty much the same, same for, for him as well. Yeah. 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 No, that's interesting too because like um, I think a lot of people would assume that work would be the cause of things, especially because there's a lot of people that um, that listen to the show that are not part of our industry that are – you know, vanilla or civilian folk that would often assume that like, oh, no, it's because of the work that you do that's causing problems. But when it boils down to it, these are just chosen professions that we we want to do, right? Because we are in this industry on many different levels, um, from the financial to the uh, time freedom, like freedom of time that we have, um, or the luxury of time that we have to so many other things that Usually work is not the thing that causes uh, frustration and because it, it is one of the best things in our lives. Like we are so abundant in our lives um, on so many different levels uh, because of this industry. So yeah, I would definitely, definitely not say that, that this industry has caused um, like a lot of, a lot of uh, discomfort or a lot of uh, uncomfortable conversations. Well, on, on some level, right. I, on some level, and I could point out an example of, uh, of how sometimes she may be able to experience certain things that are way above uh, what, what uh, we can provide ourselves. Like she's been on multi-million dollar yachts. She's been on uh, really expensive trips. She's, she's, been, uh, she's been able to do a lot of, a lot of different things. That sometimes um, I think anyone would get jealous of on some level. And um, if I was doing the same thing, if I was I was taking pictures on a really cool yacht and, and, and I haven't taken her on a yacht, kind of thing, right? I think she on some level would become a little envious or, or jealous uh, because I, uh, I would be enjoying it so much, right? And so sometimes that, that has come up, but that... When we have the conversation about it, it, it boils down to, you know, we, we just have to be aware that we are living our fullest lives. We just have to make sure that we're living our fullest lives and that we're growing and that we, 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 we can enjoy a, 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 so many different things, but sometimes it's not time to enjoy them right now. And that's yeah. okay. And um, yeah. one of the good things that he always says is that usually my clients convince me to do shit that I would never do with him. 
So then I come yeah. back and then I'm like, oh yeah, so do you want to do this? This is, he's like, so what? Now you experienced it. So now you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, okay, we can do it. <laughs> so yes, that's the one good thing that he always jokes about. Um, yeah, or like, yeah, just many different things. And he's like, okay, yeah, now we'll finally get to do them together. <laughs> and, and you know, on, on some level, um, I think it's really important that we have really well-defined uh, parameters for things that help us keep things in the right lane in the sense of like when she's out with the client it doesn't matter how much fun she's having it doesn't matter how much she may be enjoying she's enjoying it as chloe at like it's it's like a mindset it's like a persona yes. and she's not enjoying mm -hmm. it personally as who she you know who she really is personally on some level she is but but you know, it's it's both my it's 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 both of our individual jobs to make a distinction. It's just like anybody else that has yeah. a profession Any industry. Yeah. anything. It's yeah. like they they may get along uh, with someone at work and be super buddies with that person at work, but it's at work that they are really buddies with. But outside of work, they totally. don't hang out. I, I I've had a partner, uh, a work partner that for for years who him and i we never personally hang out but when we're at work we're the best of friends and uh, totally so it's um it's really important to understand that and as hard as it may be to accept for a lot of people because it sounds impossible yeah but within sex work it's the same thing you go in there with a different mindset with a different set of emotions with a different everything and it's like you know, it doesn't matter anyone. how how much you seem like you are pleased. You you're there mm -hmm. because you're doing a job. Like you're not there yeah. uh, on a personal level. Because if you want to do something personal, you'll go find something personal, and and you 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 won't limit your personal experiences to, uh, to 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 what is offered at work, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a part that we play, right? It's a role that we play um, that is so important um, in how we operate because, like, that's our persona. That is our specific branding. That's who we're supposed to do. And then outside, when you leave that, then you're your own per you do your own personal thing, right? Like, is that how you help kind of distinguish your boundaries too? You know, like, yeah. you know, I'm playing Chloe Rico, yeah, yeah, I would talk about so. that. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely like the even, even like going down to like the music. Well, for me specifically, I have like, I am, I'm really fun. I'm, I'm a very vibrant, vibrant person in my personal life, and I bring that into my like Chloe persona. Um, but even like when I'm going out um, for for dinner sometime or whatever, even when I'm in my personal life, I'm like, oh, I want to feel the Chloe role tonight. So I'm listening to different kind of music than I would probably listen to like in my day-to-day -day life. Or, um, you know, I'm using my name at dinner or with with friends. And it's, it's a really fun thing to have. Um, I'm someone who has like lots of different, um, I guess, personalities within my own, within my one person, like within my one person of who I am. Um, so <laughs> I really, really enjoy getting to getting to even doing the role play within this, within this industry. That is so fun to me. Um, it is fun. yeah. So yeah, that, that's definitely a, a pretty big way that we kind of define our, our parameters. And I can give a, a personal example. Like there are sure. sessions that 
are uh, that demand a high level of dominance on my behalf. And so uh, it's been interesting uh, to to push myself that far to push that to to discover and experiment more with that role that I uh, that I create. And it becomes mm-hmm. it becomes something that I would never personally potentially uh, use. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, unless mm-hmm. someone were to have a role themselves that they uh, they enjoy that or, or that 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 is compatible with that kind of level of, of intensity or whatever. And right. So so it's it's there's roles there's all kinds of roles there's many different roles and the, a lot of those roles are, are things that you would never uh bring to your mother's dining table <laughs> <laughs> so that, I, I think love that i'm going to like the far extreme because that's a good example of of how you make those distinctions and and you can be a very naughty person but it doesn't mean that that's who you are in general yeah. that's just a side of you right. right and we and we understand that i mean i you will probably find me naked in some weird places but it's probably just to take pictures in. <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you ever find like there's times when your your own personal self and your personas blend together or those lines are blurred does that ever happen because like i don't know for me i i usually bring my own personality to my sex work and sometimes I bring like my sex work to my personal like sometimes they're blended sometimes they're not but I'd love to hear from both of you as well yeah I would say that um I guess it for the most part at least for me I would say that it kind of depends on the situation so yes I would say that there are definitely some some areas of my life where things are kind of intertwined um for the most part, I, well, no, yeah, actually, I would say that I say that there's definitely areas in my life that are intertwined. Um, I'm a very open person when it comes to this. I have no problem telling pretty much anyone that I meet that this is what I do uh, because I have just no yeah. shame. I love what I do. Um, obviously, there's a balance. With, with discretion. Yes. Obviously, like, there's some yes, I'm not like, I'm not saying, don't tell yeah, on purpose specific. and for good reason kind of thing. Yeah, of course. But most people, yeah. I, I don't mind um, expanding upon this. Uh, because I think that there's so much stigma and so much, uh, so many wrong ideas about what this industry is, right? Or so, even some people that I've known for a really long time, yeah. I'm like, hey, did you know that this is what I do? And they're like, what? Like, we never expected that. And I love that. I love yeah. hearing that because it's, it, it is breaking that taboo of what a sex worker is or should be. Um, so I think as well, um, from the beginning, uh, our experiences, our experimentation as a couple to become open and to, to, to be open to different experiences, uh, one of the, the, the base kind of definitions we gave ourselves is that if we ever run into a situation where, uh, where it becomes slippery for, for an individual to kind of manage, then it's important to it's, it's it's each person's responsibility to identify that and to know when to like okay may, this right here makes me feel uh, a little slippery with myself with with my boundaries etc maybe I should back away 
and, and just identify what it is that I'm feeling, what it is I'm enjoying, and how, and, and how do we incorporate that to our individual selves and to the couple. And I think it's, mm-hmm. having had that conversation from the beginning, we, we've had that very clear, whereas, oh, if you're enjoying this a little too much, maybe you should just take it for what it is, understand that you're, feeling, you're getting to that point, kind of step back and mm-hmm. and you do it because again of the values that we hold for each other so you don't want to you don't want to ruin something that mm-hmm. has so much potential on so many different important levels in one's life so then that's when that's when you you understand why boundaries are healthy and important and why you shouldn't allow yourself to just live whatever you want Anybody can live whatever they want. Anybody can discover new things about themselves. And um, and maybe there's a right way to do it. Like, uh, I remember at the beginning, we had said, uh, because she, she uh, some time ago, she was a little insecure about me meeting women. And so then mm-hmm. we said, you know what? Maybe the parameter should be, you can only meet another woman. We can all only have a threesome with another chick if we're out of the city. If, um, if, if we, uh, if, if some, or if she was the one to hold the, the, the contact of the girl and not me and Mm -hmm. not so much out of fear, but more out of just defining healthy boundaries that, that keep things in the right place and that keep things from slipping somewhere. Right. So I think, I think that's, it's really important to. It always goes back to our values, our what 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 are our columns right. that hold us up, and those values are always super important. And anything that we run into, uh, we're we have reason to be able to reject things. So that's what a lot of people don't don't understand, don't don't think exists. Yeah. And 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 even more, right. don't even have in their lives in general. They they just don't have that sense of boundary, right? Mm-hmm. So especially men, men have, um, men are are surrounded by this toxic masculinity, uh, culture where it's like, Oh, if, if a man sleeps with a bunch of women, he is applauded. If, uh, if women sleep with a bunch of men, they are shamed. Right. And it's, um, so, so now there's a cultural incentive for men to go and, and not have boundaries. And, and, mm. and because of that, the women feel the need to go to the extreme. And they're like, no, we are independent. We can do whatever we want. If you can do it, I can do it. And then, you know, that's, that creates this, this, this culture of no boundaries and I can do whatever I want and suck it up and I don't need you. And it's just, so yeah, boundaries yeah. Are and we have good reasons of how we uphold them. Yeah, no, and, and that's really cool. I, I'm going back to that whole like values conversation, what you said earlier, and, and it's, it's a really, really cool way that you kind of brought it full circle. It's so important to have alignment with that, and which is why you were so both so successful today in both in your relationship and with work. So um, thank you for that conversation. I'm sure we can talk on for another hour or so on this because it's just so fascinating. But um, there is a question that came in from one of the Instagram followers of the show that we could probably move into that portion and we'll go from there. Um, The question is, what is a good ratio for sex in terms of like 
your work versus your personal or private life. And you can take that however you want to take that. <laughs> Good ratio. Oh, it's really, it really depends on like, just depends on the week at this point. Um, you have to accept <laughs> each other's, each other's, uh, like, it goes down um, to like sex drive. It goes down to like where we're physically at as like just our bodies of have we worked a ton this week? We have, we have a few other yeah. businesses as well. So it's not, that's not our main, um, our main, I guess, line of work. It's kind of on the side. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. we are super busy individuals on multiple different facets. So it just, for, for me at least, I think for the both of us, it kind of depends on how the week has gone or how the day has gone. Um, totally. I personally like work. I usually work 10 days a month, roughly, um, between 10 to like 15 mm -hmm. days of the month. And then, um, I don't know, I couldn't even, couldn't even say how many times we, in our personal life, we have sex because it really just varies. Yeah, whether it's like for content, it whether it's for personal, or yeah, it's just it varies. Do you agree? Yeah, and no. even even for for content, uh, when we do content, half of the time it's not it's not personal. It's not personal sex. Yeah. It's we're 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 actors here, and we're here to do this and make it look nice, and yeah. and it's it's another form of uh, it's another form of work sometimes. Yeah. So we have yeah, to, it is. It's important to, to understand the, the distinction because, you know, we've had our trials and errors where sometimes we have personal needs and... And then we try to make content and then from we that. Try to and make then it's content, like, whoa, no, this is not a good idea. Is, <laughs> Content's not nice. Yeah. <laughs> We're not enjoying ourselves. And it is like, hold on, wait, we need to take care of our personal needs. And so, yeah, that's, totally. I guess that's also one good thing to point out is, yeah, like we, we really value our personal needs and our personal lives over our... Uh, work lives because in a lot of industries you're kind of not able to do that otherwise you're just cut out versus we really enjoy the luxury of this industry of hey if we are really not doing well in our personal lives this week we don't have to work we don't we everything can be called off until we figure this out so yeah that's that's yes. one really that's one really nice thing that we we get to experience um from being in this industry Amazing. Such a good answer to that question too. Um, gosh, this is such a fun conversation. You guys are amazing. <laughs> such a great couple. Thank you so much for sharing your insight on the work that you do, the work that you do together, the work that you do separately. It's just been a really, really fun conversation overall. And again, I could probably talk for another hour, <laughs> but I have other, other interviews to do today too. But thank you so much, Chloe and Rico, for coming on the show today. But before I let you go, where can the world find you? Yeah. So um, so it's mainly, mainly yeah, under uh, my name. And then we kind of have our OnlyFans um, stuff, but it's not exclusive um, with Rico. But yeah, so my Twitter will be Miss Chloe Yeg. And then uh, my OnlyFans is also the same one. So it's Miss Chloe Yeg. And you can find all of my website and everything um, just through my Twitter. I have a big link tree. And yeah, you can find lots of goodies there. So yeah. And then for us, our website, <laughs> we just have a website um, called, I think it's Rico and Chloe. Um, .ca. .ca. 
yeah. So then you can book with us through there. And we do lots of traveling. We're in BC. We're in Grand Prairie. We are going to be in Montreal in October. So yeah, we're kind of wanting to expand across Canada now. So yes, we're we're always probably going to be in your city. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I love that. If you haven't checked it out already, all of those links are in the show notes below. And for everyone else listening at home, it is stripped by Sia on all podcast platforms. If you want to rate five stars on Apple, please do write a nice review. That'd be awesome. We're also on Spotify. We're on every podcast platform that's basically out there. So um, that really helps the visibility and accessibility to the show. So be sure to do that. If you want to support our us on Patreon, it's Patreon patreon.com slash strip by Sia and strip by Sia on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it from us today. Thanks everyone. And we'll see you all next Sunday. Bye. You're listening to stripped by Sia hosted, produced and edited by Steph Sia Music by Ted D. Graphic design by Maria Bellandarama and photography by Ian Dabrin.